Good morning, coffee moaners. Actually, I wish I had a coffee now. I've made a tea. I've made a mistake. Well, why don't you go make one? Well, because I was just a bit worried. You know how sometimes, because it's so can bloody hot, sometimes coffee can make me hotter. Gah! You yeah. know what they mean, baby? Yeah, I've drunk. Yeah, I do. Morning, everyone. <laughs> Happy Friday. It's the uh, Friday fasters. Oh, can't we have a fuck off Friday? You've just gone in the first six seconds. Sorry. We get it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> That's why we don't have it in the first. Oh. Yeah. It Can doesn't we... matter. Now we get told off, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Morning, we Faith Goodman. Get Morning, Faith. Get Hi, Elaine Denning. Hi, Ishbel Alati. Uh, Susan Sellings. They might not know. It might not. The system might not know. Well, so, yeah, just, just is... that. Just let's push on. Um, Pauline Roberts, say good morning. Good morning, everyone. If you're listening in the car, uh, hopefully you haven't crashed. Uh, what we, a strange thing to uh, well, say. Well, I just hope you haven't. I mean, you know, pay attention. <laughs> I was on the phone to someone yesterday. Had to, oh, my God, I was on hands-free, I hasten to add. And they, you know, it's like, I find that when you're trying to get through to certain institutions for an, a disproportionate amount of time, the best time to do it is on a hands-free telephone in the car. Yeah. Because it's dead time. It's dead time. So, But, of course, once you get through... They then you say, then are you, off. well, no, well, you either get cut off or they say, yeah, hopefully you're not actually driving because we're going to require you to look at something else. And you have to go, all right, hang on, pull over. Oh, God. Anyway, that's really boring. Hey, it's Friday. Boring. It's Friday. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Should we feel sorry for narcissists? Um, are new calm stickers that say that you can get calm a pile of old nonsense? But actually, we really do want to know if anybody yeah. has used these. What are they called? Anxiety... Or something other. We'll, we'll tell you. They're these little stickers that new calm claim, stickers. New calm slick stickers that claim that they help anxiety. So obviously we were interested in that. Everybody's more anxious these days. Mark thinks doesn't believe in it. Well, at I have to all. Don't throw no, my no, 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 because we I, don't know. We've had that's any... that's not what I actually think. That's not what I've, oh, I've got. Sorry, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right, you're I'm talking sorry. for me, babe. I'm sorry. I just the story keeps, the story keeps doing this. But anyway. Forget that I said any of that, because obviously I said it wrongly. But if you do have any experience of it, we'd love to hear. And we're going to be talking about something that Nads was talking about yesterday on Loose, which is... A new dating stroke love show called Deep Fake. Because iNews is really annoying that even when you log into the account that you've got, it doesn't let you see the bloody article. It's so frustrating. People are going to feel like they're married to you. You're moaning about all your boring things. You know what? what? There's so many technical bits of this sometimes. And when they don't work, it's beyond frustrating. And then when you plonk on and go F-U-C-K, and then everything else goes out there, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I'm a bear with a sword. Bloody hell. God. Yeah. Morning, everyone. Hashtag, where are we? Hashtag fuck off on Friday. That's what I say. <laughs> Hashtag fuck off on Friday. Raspberry Mojito Girl kicks off with a nice little phrase there. Narcissistic people are evil. No, no, seriously. This, we want to have a, that, yeah. well, yeah, we want to chat about that. Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting article by a narcissist about how they try and deal with their narcissism. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, anything you want to add before we move on well i was just going to say so yeah we are going to be talking about this new series um i think it's only out in spain at the moment but it's coming here deep fake and it Morning, is Gabby. next level um tv really 
Is it called AI when you deep fake? No, no. Well, it's a, for, a robot. No, it's a form of a, it's AI technology. AI, AI, technology. AI isn't just just isn't just a robot that talks to you. AI yeah. is, you know. And yes, I was just saying over on Instagram yesterday we did the topic on loose women, <laughs> so and I Kathy. thought, oh, I really want to do this on Coffee Morning tomorrow because it'd be really great to get a man's opinion on mm. it. Um, we had a really good chat about it on Loose Women, for sure, but it would be nice to get your thoughts and feelings. And, of course, you guys, because I was thinking, I wonder what the subs think about yeah, this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. What uh, do you think of you know when I'm sat there on Loose Women? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, and we're going to, I've got a very, I, I think I've got a funny and finally. I told Nadia what Iran finally was yesterday, which was the Mexican marathon. I got, I got zero response from it. Um, the Mexican, you literally stayed on your phone and didn't hang even comment on a minute. I said, Oh my god, are you joking? And then I said to you, Do you remember when you were in Jordan when you did the ultra marathon and all my family mm. were going, We will pick you yeah. at 10 miles, 10 miles is enough, mm. and we will take you in the car. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. I was fully engaged in your story. All right, yeah, I remember that. Anne Murray, a moderator, will have decided that something was incorrect or inappropriate and something that's been posted on Instagram. We have moderators who look after the blocking, I'm afraid, on Instagram. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it literally, we, don't, we haven't got time to do all of that. But if there's anything that's vaguely, potentially contentious, it will be picked up. Not even vaguely, after a couple of counts. So I, I don't know what that is, but maybe have a, have a, little, have a little think about what might have been posted. Uh, and if you really think it's not right, then... Get in touch again, please do. Um, oh, Summerside by Town Girl. Man, I wish we got loose women here in Canada. I'd love to watch an ad on TV. Mm. Oh, well, you by do. Beam us onto your television screen. YouTube. Now. Go onto YouTube. You, you can watch, you can watch. I mean, it's not the whole show, but you get sub clips on there. So, um, yeah. so go and check that out. Um, yes, it was, and it was lots and lots of lovely birthday messages for your dad yesterday. Uh, mm. was, uh, Thank you. Now, the birthday. thing is, I'm still stuck in this place that my dad's birthday is on Sunday because my entire life I've celebrated it on the 9th. And then we only discovered two years ago that it actually was born on the 7th. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind it's of like the so shifting season. It's in my DNA. I can't function with it Just on making the 7th. It's Haley's birthday. And actually, um, he had a, a lunch with um, my uncles and cousins put on a lunch for him yesterday. And actually, so Sunday Haley, is when we're doing the celebration for him here. We, me and Dean are doing a big cook-off for him and we're having the kids are all here and Mark's here and we can all be here. So that's going to be lovely. Um, the, that pic you put up on Facebook, Mark, oh, oh on Instagram. Yes, Lena Lufog was fab. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it was... It, it was uh, we, uh, Mark's got some beautiful photos uh, of, of, of Teddy. Taking a photograph of his face is like taking a photograph of history I was showing, and narrative and story. I was and, showing some of the girls and loose women yesterday his photos and they were like, oh, my God. He's just so charismatic. Incredibly and Mark, charismatic. Mark just gets him. I think because my dad is just so comfortable with Mark, that he just lets him, he just sits, he so doesn't I didn't pose. Take that one. Oh, did I take that one? <laughs> I took that one. That's at the barber shop a few no, weeks ago. Oh, so sweet. Kay loved that photo of him. Yeah. Let, me um, show you, let me show you the one. And that then this one. <laughs> What's that? This, this oh, one. Yeah, yeah, no, this he's... was when I said to him, Right, Dad, you've got to channel Gemma Collins. I love this one. Look, with his beret. And we've got a new makeup artist. She goes, oh, my God, is that your dad? Does he wear a beret? Yeah. Beautiful. This one, when we took him to Canvas Sands. Oh. 
I think one of the most one of the most atmospheric photographs I took of your dad was at Amman or Airport or in Jordan at some point, and he was chewing on a what are those small uh, bizarre. What was it? Pumpkin seeds. Never, never say it again. Bizarre. How do you spell that? B i z a r r r r r r a. Okay, no, I've got it. You have to say it phonetically. But anyway, thank you. No, but anyway, when I took the photograph of him in in the family, it's one of the most loved photographs, the black and white photograph of him, because he looks like he's in in intense thought. And when I showed him it, he said, "I couldn't get into that particular nut." He was trying to get into the nut. He was struggling to get into it. But anyway, by the way, thank you so much for all your um, messages, and we will read some of them out to him when we see him on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Can I quickly ask? uh, Because this is a horrible story, but it's a big story in Hollywood, and um, I wasn't a fan. Uh, nor did I watch, and nor did I really know that much about something called that Joy, that's seven... so beautiful. Thank you. Sorry. I've just got to read that Sorry. message. It's such a lovely message about you. My son has severe ADHD, and his dad walked out when he was two. He's now 13. He said he thinks Mark is a real dad. Oh, fine. And if he could choose any dad, it would be Mark. Oh, my God, Joy. Is that not? Oh, bless you. Sorry. The joy in the simple moments. Thank you. I know that will mean a lot to Mark. That's 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 what you always wanted to be, isn't it? Well, the weird one. Well, hang on, but the weird thing about that joy is, is that, that I'm going through lots for lots of private reasons. I'm going through all sorts of stuff, and I'm, I'm beginning to realise how much of my childhood was all those things that were impacted by ADHD, by whatever. And um, I can, when you say severe ADHD, he, he walked out when he was two. Uh, my father disappeared at the age of two um, and uh, I have I'm thinking a lot about what was going on for me actually around the age of 12 and 13 and so actually quoted big Mark hugs yes. big hugs and big love to you Joy uh, and your son I actually quoted Mark yesterday on Lee Swimming because we were talking about grief and we were talking about how it can be difficult if when a parent dies that's been absent and I said oh well Mark really made me think the other day because he said the relationship that you have with an absent parent is actually a huge relationship it can consume you in a way, maybe not even in a way when you see somebody. So that might be something to hold in your head when it, regarding your son as well, because I, I just found that so interesting. No absent parent is absent. Because they're in their head all the time. No absent parent is ever absent. Yeah. In some regards, they're ever more present. Mm. That's as simple as it Thank you, Joy. That was really, joy, really joy. lovely. Please and big that, hugs to your son. Yeah, please give that dear, dear boy a huge hug. Um, Hmm, God, sorry to shift towards something quite serious and horrible. Um, this is the, I don't know if anyone here was a, a fan of or watched that 70s show. When, when this story was breaking, and this has been evolving over the last couple of years, because um, these tri- these rape cases were brought to, brought to trial, there was a kind of mistrial, or there was no decision was was arrived at, uh, and then they were brought, brought back to trial. Um, this is the story of Danny Masterson, who was the star of that '70s show. Did any, did anyone have any? Were any of you fans? Um, oh, it was big it. in Ireland, says Catherine Cronin. Really? Um, well, Danny Masterson. When I when I talked about this with, say, Maddie, because she's quite plugged into all these kind of American shows, she said, "Oh my God, he's massive!" And he was like the most popular member of the cast. <clears throat> this is the story, and he was famously through the trial. And <coughs> sorry, I'm still struggling with this cough. He's all, he was also a member of the Church of Scientology. So this whole trial has become embroiled in the sort of Scientology uh, thing as well. Which is endlessly fascinating. Because, yeah, because a huge part of his victims' kind of testimonies pivoted around the fact that the church kind of insisted and kind of tried to gaslight them into believing that nothing that happened to them was actually sexual assault, that they didn't recognise it as rape, that they didn't see it as rape. They Were they part of the church they as well? As rape. I think they might have been. I yeah. think they must have been. Um, but this is, judgment has been passed down. We knew that he'd been found guilty. 
Um, and he's been he's been given thirty years. I mean, this is massive. Fantastic. This, because I think there was a sort of belief in him that because there had been this curious situation where in the past, uh, yeah, a second trial uh, after a jury failed to reach verdicts on three counts forced mm. in 2022, a mistrial was declared. I think there might have been a sense within his team that potentially this was going to go away or certainly wasn't going to land as heavily and as hard as it has. Thank God for these prosecutors. I don't know whether it's the same in this country. I don't know. Do we have the same thing? But, you know, I listen to a lot of um, crime podcasts mm. and... Um, yeah, they it, were they it, were all you're, members you're, of Scientology, the women at the time. Yeah, well. you'll be listening to these horrendous cases and they go to trial and, of course, you've heard all the backstory that the jury aren't allowed to hear. Mm. And then it's a mistrial and you think, Jesus Christ, they're going to get off with it. Mm. But then the prosecutors will say no. You push back down on it. Again, and one I've just recently listened to, it was like three or four times they took him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, loved his character too, even fancied him for a while. He's vile and that actually he's investigating. Now, uh, I just wanted to show you this clip. A clip has emerged of him on the Conan O'Brien show. Um, I have to say, I interviewed Conan O'Brien years ago. And I found him incredibly weird. Um, <laughs> can you not put the comments up anymore? I like can, that? but it was oh. annoying some people. Oh, okay. um, but I, I, I will, I will in a moment. Um, I, but I just wanted to show this clip. This clip has resurfaced from, I think, 2004. It's an interview with Danny Masterson on the Conan O'Brien show. Um, and it's a bit chilling when you listen to the nature really? of the conversation that they're having. Just have, have a listen to this. So you have no Long Island accent that I can discern. Not really. I've been in LA for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it just goes away naturally, right? It, it goes away naturally. And then there's also certain words that there's nothing you can do about. Like my friend Bodie Elfman, he always teases me and he says, Hi, my name is Danny Masterson. Would you like to touch my balls? <laughs> you know, doing now, an imitation of me. Because certain so words why you just are you asking people to do that? That's the more important question. I mean, you got them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Accent aside. Should grab. That's the more important thing. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I've heard about you, uh, and you'll be caught soon. I know you will. I will. That 70s show airs Wednesday. I've heard about you. Wow. You'll be caught soon. I know. You don't know whether that's actually, you know, was there, it's that thing of, is there a well, sense of people know, in the industry? You know what I would say there? What? I thought, oh God, we're now going to have hindsight and we're going to say it. This is the way that people used to speak. It's banter, but that wasn't banter. No, 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 that wasn't banter. It was, he was no, really he was looking straight down. down the line. Well, no, it wasn't just straight down the line, but you, I look, don't at think Conan, a, you look at Conan. Hang on, let me just finish. Oh, sorry. I, think, I don't think he had a hint of humour or joke. It didn't feel like bants. It felt like a warning. Yeah, I'm just going to read that. No accent, though. You have no Long Island accent that I can discern. Not really. I've been in LA for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it just goes away naturally, right? It, it goes away naturally. And then there's also certain words that there's nothing you can do about. Like my friend Bodie Elfman, he always teases me and he says, Hi, my name is Danny Masterson. Would you like to touch my balls? <laughs> you know, do an imitation of me. Because certain so words why you are you asking get away people with. to do that? That's the more important question. I mean, you got them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Accent aside. Should grab. That's the more important thing. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I've heard about you, uh, and you'll be caught soon. I know you will. I will. That 70s show airs Wednesday night. Just the way Conan O'Brien says it, you just see he doesn't look at him when he says that because I feel that there is a knowledge. That's, that's all I was mm. trying to reassure yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so anyway, so that, that, that's that case. Obviously, that's resurfaced. I and mean, as, as you say, it is that sort of hindsight thing. There's, there's sort of, you know, the evidence again of... Um, 
you know, sort of attitudes that were once kind of sanctioned. Reese Roberts, I have mm-hmm. heard about the Jimmy Fallon story. Absolutely. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon having to apologize to his crew Why? for uh, allegedly, I think, is it Rolling Stone magazine, a, a toxic work environment? <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't know because I don't know anything about the story, but, you know, you just can't let people get to de- it's 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 the boss's fault when they let people just mm. ask for more and more and more and be ruder and ruder and ruder. I think, you know, you should be pulled up for being rude to people. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning, you know, I always say, don't worry, no one's going to walk out their job. People walk around terrified that people are going to walk out. Rarely. Mm. Rarely people walk what out. What do you mean, famous Really big stuff. Yeah. Oh, right, I see. Just tell yeah. them off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True, true. I'll have to tell you my story of years ago of a job I was asked to do in Hollywood because they said I would be able to tell the stars off. <laughs> mm, I got offered a huge job to go to Hollywood, you know What that? was that? You're going to have to tell us now. You well, can drop that clack. So I was doing a movie out in America for uh, Martha De Laurentiis. I was really sad to hear she died. She died last year. I just De couldn't Laurent- believe it. De- oh, right, yes, Dino so, De Laurentiis' yeah, 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 wife, she was much younger than him, very full power, mm. you know, Californian woman. I might have told you this story, guys. I don't know. Anyway, there was... A, I was working with Sherilyn Fenn, the movie star, and she was a right madam, and I sort of dealt with her in my own right way. And, well, I had a um, poster of her. I used to love her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. No. <laughs> she was quite <laughs> madam. But anyway, so now. Martha and I got became really good friends. And when I was leaving, when I'd finished the movie, I was like, we were all in this club, and she said, oh, don't, don't go now. She said, I said, oh, I've got to, I've got my flight. She said, no, no, just stay. I said, oh, I can't, I'm broke. She said, Mm. I can't just stay. And she went, oh no, I'll give you per diems and keep you in the hotel. So I had my hotel paid for and I got expenses every day just to hang out. She said that was so much fun. Oh my God. Anyway, so then towards the end of the time that I was there, she took me for this dinner and she offered me this job in Hollywood. Because she said the worst part of my job is dealing with the star's demands. Right. And I think you would just be incredible in doing all of that, sorting out, you know, they want this trailer, then they want this. And I just went straight away. I didn't even think about it for 22 seconds. I went, oh, God, no. Oh, well, like, I couldn't so, think of anything worse. Well, so basically a celebrity wrangler. Yeah. Like, like a lion tamer. Yeah. I, can, I think you would be quite well, good No, at that. don't get me wrong. Like, I am the one that will say to somebody, listen, you are... You think you're more than you are. How dare you? No, no, talk no, no. To but person. I think, and so, yeah. I think you can pull people down without leaving stars. them humiliated. I, I, that that's, doesn't happen with well, us. That's what but, happened. But that's, I think you can do that with famous that's people. That's what I did on this filming day with yeah. Sherilyn Fenn when she was being yeah. difficult, so, and it was my first movie. So yeah. she was just really impressed that I was able to do that without causing any drama. Yeah, Edward Bevington, a handler. You'd be a you'd be Is a, hell, a Hollywood been? handler. Yeah. Ooh, but you're yeah. a handler in a different way now, which is kind of good. What? That was suggestive. Uh, I don't, what do you mean? You well, know, how am I a handler in You handle way? yourself very well. Uh, apart from when you're hot. Too hot to handle. Um, okay, should we ever have sympathy for... Uh, Lee, I'm scared of you, Nadia. I can see... Oh, yeah. You, the last thing you, you want to hear, go, Lee, is when she says, do you really want me to be honest? No. No, I really don't want you to be honest. No, no, that's a better place. It's when I don't give a warning that you're in trouble. <laughs> okay. Hot-headed. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a diagnosed narcissist. Here's how to spot men like me. Now, the reason this stood out to me was 
I thought, as I quieten my voice, because I can see your finger very gently playing over your ear, uh, <laughs> we often use the word narcissist to describe difficult people. But this is a piece by a man who describes himself as a narcissist. And he talks a little bit in here about how he tries to manage his condition and how it, what it's like for a narcissist. Now, without unpacking this exhaustively, one of the things, some of the things that he talks about is how, as soon as he told his friends he'd been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, he found that his friends kind of disappeared. He talked about how he would go to funerals and he wouldn't understand emotions and how he would have to fake emotions. And he knew what emotions he needed to fake, but he said he felt absolutely nothing, say, I think his father's funeral and in, in certain scenarios. Um, and he also used the method of going to see a uh, talking therapy, going to see a therapist that when he regularly encountered a breakdown in his relationships or didn't, he would go to his therapist on a regular basis to present that relationship and so that, that that therapist could give him the tools to essentially continue to fake it in this way or that way. So it's like he acknowledges that he's got NPD uh, and yet he reaches out for help to be told how to, in a sense, perform in a more empathetic world, though he says he still feels nothing. Should we? Does he feel sad about feeling nothing? No. Or does he not know what? No, and, and in fact, the person who's interviewing him says, I couldn't help but wonder halfway through chatting to him whether, he was whether all he was interested in being was the most perfect narcissist. Mm. Well, because it's interesting because I've listened to quite a few interviews with the narcissists and they are, I wish I could remember this programme that I listened to because I'd like to recommend it to you guys, but he was amazing because he was going, I've been going for years. He came from a very wealthy family and it was part of his, for him to inherit his inheritance, <clears throat> he had to agree to regularly see a psychiatrist. Right. So he he talks about how he finds it so entertaining because right. he's completely manipulating the whole situation. Yes. He still feels absolutely nothing. He still doesn't give a shit about people. He still really enjoys hurting people and manipulating people. But everybody thinks he's doing okay because he's going to the psychiatrist. Then I had another psychiatrist because a lot of people don't recognise narcissist and person. No, no. Well, I mean that was that was at the heart of the Johnny Depp case. Yeah, they it? don't say it's a thing. But um, but there was this psychiatrist talking to say there really is not a lot we can do. But he was also saying that at the heart of a narcissist, right at the bottom of a narcissist, of all of what you might see, all this acting out, is a person that's incredibly scared. Right. That that you know, scared loss. They they like they can get really hurt. They can get really hurt if things don't go their way. Mm. So it's not that they don't feel pain, but it's only through themselves. Mm. So mm. should we have sympathy? Well, I, I, I lean towards saying anyone with a mental health condition, I believe, deserves sympathy. Mm. Because for me, what is being human? For me, being human is to care, is to feel, is to hurt for somebody else, is to love somebody, is to have empathy. Those are all my favourite things about being alive. Mm. You know, yes, I love good food, like a nice holiday, I like this, but actually to be human to me, which is a gift to be a human, because we're such extraordinary things, mm. is all those feelings. Mm. But then I've got a friend, she's got two daughters, right? One is, de is almost definitely a narcissist, right? She just stamps all over people. She doesn't give a shit. She's always been like that since a small child. She doesn't really care. And the other one is hugely feeling and, um, mm. and, and things go wrong and all of this. So this friend of mine, I always say, and she worries about the narcissist. And I said, you know what? 
I think if I was you, I wouldn't worry about a narcissist. Because <laughs> they're never going to get hurt in love. Mm. But if they get dumped, so what? They'll mm. just move on to somebody else. They'll be able to, she'll be able to just like stamp all over people and make money however she wants to because she won't be thinking like, mm. you know, this was my idea. Of course, I'm not a psychiatrist. This is my idea of a narcissist. Sure. I am not in any way trained or professional. And she said to me, God, I've never thought of it like that. I said, it's the children with huge feelings that you worry about mm. most because you think of all the pain they're going to mm. have to go through. Well, I always remember so, you saying about someone else that we knew that, you know, this this idea of, you know, the psychopath, you know, that is someone who demonstrates clearly psychopathic tendencies. Um it's the idea that you don't need to fret about them because they're plowing around quite happily doing what it is they're doing. I mean, I think it's a really tricky one because Kimberly Jones, I just wanted to pull up your, I'm going to pop yours on the screen, actually. Uh, Kimberly Jones, what a, what a surprise. A narcissist trying to get us feel sorry for a narcissist. Exactly. Um, uh, me Narcissist self-diagnosis is ironic. <laughs> uh, I, I, here's one of the things. Well, there's a lot about, isn't there, that there's too much discussion around narcissism and everybody's dying. I think it's becoming everybody. a bit ubiquitous. and I'm, I, It's almost like it's become a kind of go-to phrase for almost absolutely any kind of character defect or any actually, you know, sort of selfishness can be... I think we, we mustn't run the risk of kind of endangering the idea that actually narcissism is actually a thing or an identifiable thing. I do worry... Yeah, what if you're just a nasty bastard? Yeah, what if you're just a nasty bastard? Or a nasty bastard? cow? But the other thing is... is does it matter? Is, is, I suppose the thought I had earlier drinking my first coffee was, does it really matter that we don't feel sorry for the narcissist if that isn't going to affect them in any way, shape or form anyway? No. Is it one of the few mental health conditions where having no sympathy for it has no negative impact on the person in question? Yeah. Because I worry that all of this chat about narcissism could collectively be the narcissist's desire to generate uh, to hamper our ability to live alongside them. Because as we've discovered, the, the, the predominant advice is avoid. Stop conversation Julie Evitt and avoid. says, oh my God, they, bomb the, they love bomb the therapist. Well, a number of you guys here have said that you've gone into th a couples counselling with one with a, a narcissistic partner and you've said that they literally hijack the entire, they, they will do the charm, they will do the control. Do you remember that guy in that relationship thing that was a couples counselling yes. thing? Yes. Do you remember him? When the you American back, one. Oh, no. He was a total narcissist. But he was there she... just for the sake of the whole and thing. And she was the smartest, brightest. Yeah, she, was she was gorgeous. She was like, was and she was smart. And he was like, he was good looking, wasn't he? I the he was like, knew that he was. And the therapist mm. knew. She 100% knew, and he ended up finishing the thing, didn't he? Because it didn't go his way. I've got a friend. She's got two kids, and she's got a lot of stuff going on, and her husband is definitely a narcissist mm. and you know we all find ourselves as a group talking around and around and like every time you hear a new thing about him you're like how how could he do that how could he say mm. that mm. just it's so beyond human it's so beyond human and it's amazing how often a narcissist like I think of friends of mine that have fathers that have a that are narcissists. Mm. How lovely those people are! Mm. And like this friend of mine who's got like three kids, you know, she, she and her husband's a narcissist. You know, you think, but you're so lovely. How can this be happening? Mm. But of course, the narcissist would seek out the loveliest person. They need because their... it's really easy, really easy to manipulate a nice person because they can't imagine that this is really what they mean to do. It's vampiric. Unfortunately, it is vampiric. As Kimberly Jones says, it's supply. It's about supply. I just want to vampiric. pop up Zoe's. 
I think it's vampiric. I think narcissistic supply is a, is, a, is, a, is a thing. It's about sucking the energy, sucking the attention, taking really important situations for themselves. Zoe, the trouble is a narcissist doesn't think they're a nasty person. They think they're being reasonable in their own heads. I had a friend like this, and so I'm free with that. And it's, the, fr is, and it's the fact that they feel reasonable that means we shouldn't feel bad about letting them go. Just let them go. Too many labels for people, says Sandy. There's plenty of folks with just lousy personalities. Steer clear. Interestingly, my sister that works in it, you know, she's a teacher and um, mm. had this very sort of stiff headmistress in this particular school that she was working in. And it was like, you know, parents were coming in for this diagnosis and that diagnosis. She goes, have the days completely gone when we can just say he's a very naughty, very naughty little boy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so <laughs> and so I, I get that, Sandy, as well. Yeah. Pink Lady, this is interesting. They may develop as a result of some experiences and some mental health issues can overlap, but personality disorders are not mental health Oh, are they conditions. not? That's interesting. Oh. And I think, again, that was what was at debate at the heart of the Johnny Depp and yeah. the herd diagnostic when they brought on all the kind of psychoanalysts and all that kind of stuff. I suppose when I say mental health condition from a layman's point of view, <coughs> I'm not, I suppose I'm not talking about diagnosable, and I should probably, you know, explain this. I'm talking about what I would think is mental pain, is yes. mental pain, I yes. suppose. That I think that's what I mean. And I think mm. to have a personality disorder, I remember years ago somebody saying to me, they were very, very spoiled as a child, right? And they said, being spoiled as a child, like tell me what you think about this, is a kind of uh, child neglect. Mm. It's child neglect, you know, and a lot of people immediately go, well, being spoiled, what, getting whatever you want, being taken. And, she's, and she said to me, the thing is, I've gone into the world expecting that everything is going to go great for me and I'm going to get everything that I want and everybody eventually is going to back down and agree with me. Mm. I am not prepared for the world. And I thought, that is so interesting. It is. It's mm. a kind of neglect. Now, I would see that as a kind of mental health thing because there's going to be mental pain to that. Mm. You've gone out into the world. You're not prepared for it at all. Mm. And nobody fucking likes you because you're not very nice, because you demand and you mm. sulk and you moan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Am I making absolutely. Yeah, no, total yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I'm just popping up some comments as, as you're saying that. Uh, Narcissists make a beeline for empaths. Yes, too. that's the thing, Mind Julie, isn't it? Everybody yeah. I know that's been involved in narcissism has been the nicest person. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. Yeah. It's interesting. But, I mean, one of the things that he does also say, just before we move on to this deep fake thing, um, is the idea that when he coming clean about him having narcissistic personality disorder, he, he finds that his friends have vaporized and removed themselves. But I wonder if before that they were thinking, like, oh, God, he's such a nightmare. Yeah. Now they've got bloody reason. But it's that curious thing that if he feels, he, presumably he can't feel anything about bad about that because he's not sort of empathetic. Just so move on to somebody just else. Just move on to someone else. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a very confusing one. Okay, let's quickly talk about, well, not quickly, but let's talk about this deep fake thing, which is really quite something, isn't it? I can't pull the story up about it, but this is a series, Nadia, that you were talking about yesterday. Did anybody see it on Loose Women, the topic <clears throat> that we did yesterday? Um, so this is about a new show, Deep Fake, where using AI, AI technology. Deep Fake Love, isn't it? Yeah, Deep Fake Love, that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, people are, so a couple will go in and one of them, so Mark and I go into this mm. house, this love house, and um, he is deep faked. Mm. 
there is a... Do you know what deepfake is, guys? Yeah, explain it. You'll be well, better Well, no, deepfake is a sort of AI technology where you can essentially make it look like... There was a series on, on ITVX, I think, where, you know, they, they would put the head of Kim Kardashian very convincingly on the body of someone that and looks like is. Kim Kardashian, mm. and she will do stuff. And it looks like they're doing it. I mean, it's like Photoshop, but it's the most but, elaborate, sophisticated yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, so elaborate that it looks like people are really doing stuff. It's, it's the next big danger zone, I think, for not only potential well, global, con global conflicts, I'm not going to talk That's about that, but global conflict. I mean, I think, you know, if you start to sort of post stuff about people doing stuff that they're not doing, you could mobilise revolutions. And that, that, yeah. That's what uh, Kelly Holmes said, because, you know, she was in the army. She said, uh, it's she? Oh, absolutely terrifying. This wow. could kick off a world war. Yeah, it really could. Three. It really could. But um, so, um, yeah, so this, this technology is used. So Mark and I would go in, they mm. would have like a, a double, and they would AI him so that he it looks exactly like him. So the couples go in and they say, oh, my, my I 100% know that my partner will be faithful, right? Then they, they watch a scene, don't they? And there's all sorts of gorgeous people. The, mm. the only bit that we've seen in the trailer, honestly, it's really, really shocking. They're all in the swimming pool. There's butts up in the air. There's boobs out. I mean... They showed us the clip at Loose Women in the meeting before we did the show, and we were like, oh, my God, me and Katie Pye were like, oh, we're going to watch mm. this show. This mm. is going to be great. And Ruth Blanford, can... oh, no, not another dating show. This is unlike any other and, dating and show. Other dating, it. It's not really a dating show. It's a relationship show. That's what it is. Testing the fidelity of your partner. So we're like, oh, my God, this is going to be, like, the best. This is going to be, oh, this is just going to be awful. And she's going to, this person is going to say, it's not my person or it is my person and it's not their person anyway. Then we took a minute and we thought about it. And it was like the night before, Mark and I and the girls had been having a conversation about how gossip kills, how real gossip when it's really nasty can, can have the most terrible well, impact kill. on people's lives. Yeah. And in this conversation, we've been talking about how much we love things like Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. And actually, what is that? That is watching other people's lives in free fall. And so then you get a bit desensitized, right? Absolutely. Because if somebody came up to me in my real life and said, oh my God, you'll never guess what. So-and-so took her boyfriend to this thing and she thought it was fake and it wasn't him. And now she, you'd go, oh my God, she must be completely yeah, devastated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But these are people removed from us so and then I was thinking more about it and I was thinking bloody hell you know I remember the girls telling me about this girl on TikTok who was deep faked into this porn soft porn thing it absolutely ruined her life she she actually her family didn't believe it wasn't her I think she came from quite a strict Asian family ruined her life mm. so then we went into Okay, well, this might all look like a bit of fun, but what's going to happen afterwards? And I loved this line, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Katie Piper said, if that was my partner and I was watching it and he was really deep faked, because they honestly, they look exactly like the person, and I was watching him do all this stuff, bite into this girl's bum, you know, do all of this stuff that we were seeing. She said, it would massively affect my relationship because it would be printed into my head, even if even if I, I knew it wasn't him. So we wanted a man's opinion on the day. So what do you think about it all? 
Okay, let me give you my thing, theories on it. I just want to quickly read this because I think this is quite funny because Esquire magazine did a piece on it, um, an article on it a month ago. It's, it's, it's a Spanish show, so it'll probably be syndicated out to, the, to, the, to other, other regions and parts of the world by Netflix. It's a Netflix show. I mean, one thing's for sure. Everyone's going to go and watch it straight after this, aren't they? Um, <laughs> uh, Esquire said, that, jokes aside, I can't overstate this enough, Esquire magazine, Deep Fake Love is one of the most evil television series I have ever witnessed. And I absolutely love it. So what do I what do I think about it? Good question, Faith Goodman asks. Can these fakers speak? I think the technology is sophisticated enough to be able to kind of they will they will map their voices and they will recreate their voices. I mean they show within the show, and if you watch the trailer, uh, they show how they do it. Um Mark they say, would know that. Yeah, Laura I, I think saying, there are laws on that here. You couldn't. What? Re-laws. Laura Lou says the couples didn't know much about the show when they signed up, but not sure I believe that. That's incredibly tricky territory to get into the program makers will be playing fast and loose with that they may well be saying we you're person. signing up to a show in which you will not know for certain what your partner is going to do and this you know there'll be some would they, have to, would they have to say we would they have to say they would be put in situations yes, they would have to sign of all huge, sorts of disclaimers of, of of like um you know real temptations would they have to say things like naked bodies or they would they would have to go right to the edge of saying you will potentially they will have to almost name the fact that your relationship could fail yeah because legally i think it would be a bit of a nightmare otherwise yeah. Laura but, but as somebody said yesterday backstage are they real couples it's called you know are they love. people yeah, that yeah, they yeah. put two social media people together but we don't know we haven't seen the show We'd but that's the suggestion that. with shows yeah. like Love Island yeah. lots of people already know each other don't they um what do I think about it I think I think what's the most interesting thing about everything you've said everyone said on the panel is the idea that you would not be able to unsee it and I think the inability to unsee it is quite significant. We're not talking about badly rendered, and they show in the trailer, if you just check the trailer online, which you can, uh, they show you a genuine scene and they show you a deep fake scene. It is impossible to tell the difference. And I'm looking at it through the microscopic attentive eyes that I use with every single thing I look at in terms of pictures. It is impossible to tell the difference. Um, Do you know what though? It's like Zoe just said, I'm gonna watch it. All of what I've just said, all of what I've just said, Am I really going to be able to resist watching it? I do worry. I tell you this because is what... I think we'll be left unclean by watching it. But I yeah. can't say I won't watch it. Well, and also I didn't want to sound like a killjoy because I think I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, <laughs> no, but here's the thing Terrible. about it. The thing about it that worries me. We were going to talk, and this is really sort of serious. We were going to talk earlier in the week about something called virtual reality and the abuse. Something called the phantom touch, which is something that is is a, a hideous phrase that's being as, a, associated with. Um, abuse that's and happening through were. through VR, video, uh, uh, virtual reality goggles, and and phantom touch abuse, and and when you start getting into it, it becomes incredibly complicated. We didn't My talk worry, about no. it because we couldn't really fathom no. it, but it was it will come back into the fore because the NSPCC have already put something yeah. forward. This is a way of a new way of grooming children. What and abusing? But uh, yeah. yeah, but we couldn't quite work out how that how that was working. But we My will. worry, my worry with something like this is you feel baked in into it, the the producers, and when I say producers, I mean generally at large content creators, trying to find the way to do what can't be done. You're almost Very beginning yes. to you're almost beginning to move towards those sort of those horror films, the films that would sort of entertain the idea of we're going to deep fake someone's death. Have they actually died? We're getting perilously mm. close, I think. There's already closer been shows and closer like and closer that. And closer. There's already been shows yeah, like fake that. deaths. I mean, we've seen. But I think we're getting really close to really almost trying to do what you know you now can't film. 
which I think, and you can't ask real people, people to, to do. Because there are restrictions. Well, and also there you are can't just do anything to anybody. They find their way, well, a lot of TV um, uh, <coughs> companies, they find their way to take it right to the edge and a bit beyond. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with Mark, this is very scary. But I also... I also question myself. And if like two, if like people like us that go into the, you know, really think about everything yeah. are still saying, but would still watch it, it is a bit gross. No, it's appealing to the worst common, lowest common denominator. I mean, you know, he who hath not sinned within passed our, the first stone. Within ourselves. We are all horrendously drawn to this stuff. I can't help it. I love a gossip. It's terrible. Who have you say yes or no? Are you going to watch it if you if you had if you haven't got Netflix? Be really, really honest. <coughs> Some people would find it thrilling to see their partner do stuff knowing they hadn't done it. Perhaps. Yes. I mean, there's that other side. It's of it. like your fantasies lived out, but that's dangerous because it's like if people start to live out their fantasies, say like they're they're people that like like the fantasy of a threesome, and then somebody says, "Shall we do? Shall we try a threesome?" It's like. <laughs> Be careful there, yeah, <laughs> because a, then you're playing with fire. You know, huge gulf between the mm. two. Um, look, it's mixed. Rust, yes, I'm intrigued. Zivil, Sikta, yes. Jackie Villino, yes. Zoe, obvs. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> I don't know what Lee Peart thinks. Is, is Lee? Do you think Lee Peart? I saw you were in the room earlier, Lee. I don't know if you're on a treadmill right now. Um, I'll see you later. Yeah, send you lots of love, Lee. Um, Okay, just quickly, and so finally, before not got, in a million years, not in a million. Mm. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Juby. Just finally, anyone believe in these new calm um, pads? The, the is it is there? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no is, there, is there is there science behind this or not? These are the anti anxiety patches that Meghan Markle has been seen promoting, or she's got on her wrists. And the only thing these kind of made me think of these like I, I liken these to. You know, these are these kind of blue patches. I should have got a photo for a screenyard, really. But the, the, these blue one. patches that, that people wear, and they claim they kind of reduce their bio rhythms. And, it, and yeah, well, so it's like acupuncture. Yeah, so it's like acupuncture. Maybe, I, 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 I went recently with somebody, I know a friend of mine, to an acupuncturist, and she had one of these little things put in her ear. What, and like we a, were both like, well, that's not going to do anything. No, I don't really know what it is. It's, I suppose it's on a pressure point. And... Um, and her anxiety has reduced a lot. Like, it's things like there's a particular point. I used to use this when I was pregnant. I would get a headache right in here, acupressure. Dean used to do that. And to when me you with do that, hangover, and it yeah. can really reduce your headache. Reflexology does amazing things on the Perhaps body. A sticker so, to it. is it, well, because is it on a particular point? And it's where they place the sticker. Who knows? Does anybody know? Well, Have you had experience? Okay, so, you know, the Guardian, the reason I brought this up is that obviously Meghan Markle was seen wearing these quite a while back, but. Um, Newcom, they call them neuroacoustic technology. It harnesses oscillations, frequencies, and vibrations to change a person's brain waves. It's fast acting, deep and long lasting. I think we should get we some. We need just to get to some and try it. Just so to this try is it. this is they. Do you believe in this stuff, guys? Well, I, I just think you know, like we use homeopathy, and people will go, "Oh my god!" But when it works, it is unbelievable. I mean, so. Just because we don't understand how something works. Auricular like therapy, always, yeah. I always say to people, I always say to people when they say, well, how does, well, what's in your remedy or how does it work? I said, well, it, okay, get out whatever medications you're on and tell me exactly what's in them and exactly how they work. That's what I thought the country pumpkin is. It a placebo thing. I'll tell you what we'll but do with it this. it is and it works, yeah. it. 
It reminds me of, do you remember back in the 70s, I don't know if you remember in the 80s, when you drive in front of a car, and I remember saying to my granddad, why is that car got that thing hanging off the back? And he said, oh, it's to stop people feeling car sick. Do you remember? Yes. You used to have things just hang. I was like, do you mean, maybe there was something. Electromagnetic. Like a plastic thing that kind of like I'm just throwing to... words around now. I don't even know electric. Do you know, have you got means. any biorhythms? millions I know, I felt at any point in the day yeah i felt them yesterday they were mm. all over the place anyway guys we're going to be doing the uh does anyone does anyone use them just just see because we okay. did a bit of a I was just out. popping up a few comments there let's have a look i love alternative therapy but there have been lots of variations on this type of patch says dawn decker feels yeah. like a rebranding uh sarah with it's worth trying everyone is different yeah, it works with, uh, yeah i mean i i'm, I'm gonna get a fan it. of not dismissing something just out of hand because it seems crackers um uh, oh, I've just done that. Sorry, I've done you. Uh, Emperor's New Clothes. Um, what's this one? Anna Charolumbus. I find meditation works for some people, not everyone. Oh, yeah, Natasha, right. guys, I'm supposed to be seeing improvements with my antidepressants. been on them since June. Notice nothing. Maybe try what a new one. say, on. you might need a different one, yeah. but also, so go back to your doctor. And the thing is, I, you know, having witnessed Mark, like with his with his medications, they do take a long time to settle, don't yeah, they? They, do. yeah, they yeah, really absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, okay, guys, um, we've got to go. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I can't. Go back to your doctor and have another chat with him, Natasha. That's what so I would Kimberly say. Jones, I trained in kinesiology, acupressure, meridians, thousands of years of use and evidence. I, you there see, you I 100% believe in all of that. I just, I, th I think my moment with this, which I don't understand, is what pressure can come from? Is it the metal in the, what is in the sticker? That makes it different? And what is it about the design? Do you know what? Is, do you know what I loved having these? Uh, Messages up here, seeing people's faces. You can read it. Oh, yes, so I know. Nice. I know it is nice to see your, it's your like, faces. It's like going out, you know, doing this tour, this Loose Women tour, and actually meeting you and seeing yeah. you is just so, so lovely. Sure you say hi if you're in Manchester. So, you know, I'm in Manchester today, so hopefully see there. Lee's going to be there too, so say hello to him if you see him. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Just Faith Goodman, Quiz of the Week is going to happen tomorrow off the back of the um, Saturday Papers. It's a pre-recorded Curly Cooks tomorrow. That's going up. And then it's going to be a live, members, a live No Name Sunday show on Sunday. So we're going to have, I think I might be making You're something making there something, as well. Yeah. Um, but we have a couple of birthdays to, to do. We've got Haley's 50th. Oh, happy 50th. If it all gets better from here. Oh, happy, yeah. birthday happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Haley. Happy birthday to you. And we also have Laura Lou, I believe it's your birthday. What I would say, Haley, is if you haven't started weight training yet, <coughs> start now. Start now. It's amazing as you go into your 50s and you go beyond. Laura Lou, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laura Lou. Happy birthday to you. Um, and more content will be landing over the weekend. Uh, there is a review. Do check out. Sometimes when we do movie reviews, we might not say it's a particularly brilliant film, but I have to say, please check out Ben Wishaw's new film. Him and I can't believe the name of the actor escapes me who's in it with him. Sensational actors about a curious topic. A gay couple, a gay hus two husbands, uh, of which one half of the gay couple uh, has an extramarital affair with a woman. And it sort of spins off. It's just something mm. that you don't see it often that way around, which is kind mm. of interesting. And we'll be um, watching The Woman in the Wall this weekend, and we will be catching up with all the reviews. Yeah, so episode three and four review will be landing Sunday night when yeah. we've watched.